What is the future of Box and Burn? What is the future of this company? We're projecting 25% of like brick and mortar gems won't last to the end of the year, and then it's only going to continue to rise. So there's 15 staff. I think we have 46 staff altogether, and now we've got there's 10 trainers. What are brick and mortar gems' future We're going to be able to? What is that post-COVID world like? The most unmotivating time for me was when we got closed down. The second time, that that hit hard, and that like was like this, like I'm done, like. The whole thing about this whole year has been there's so much uncertainty and so much unknown. It's very hard to make decisions. It can be very paralyzing. There is so much uncertainty. Uh, that's that's the thing right there, Kev, that is really bothering me out of all of this. That is building up and up and up and up and it could be a debt that stops with us for the rest of our lives. Well. Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. Where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. Right, so that would be considered an example of a biohack. Where like I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England. Now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him nah. out. Here's your host. 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. Well, thank you for coming on. And yeah, we just want to have a little catch up. You know, we, we've done a, one of these podcast live episodes back in March when the gyms first got closed down, when the coronavirus hit big time and the world changed forever maybe um, and we just thought it's like been nearly six months now we would come back get together and give everyone an update of what's going on what's going on with box and burn and everything like that it's been a crazy time right kev has been crazy uh to put it lightly yeah it's been very crazy but you know just got to be agile change and go with the times day by day i mean everyone's dealing with it everyone's facing this no one's insulated from it so it's just a matter of uh waking up one day at a time putting your shoes on and, and going back to work yeah and what you can do and what you can control it sounds bad but one of the things that makes me feel better i'm sure you as well is like what you said everyone's going through it it's not just us if it was just us who had to close down the gyms and and be in the situation that we're in right now it would be a lot worse yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's businesses closed, there's economies that are that are going to struggle for a long time. And there's been a lot of lives lost. Uh, and it's all you know, you got to take a, take a step back, zoom out a little bit and look at the big picture and see all the moving pieces. Not to mention today is the 9-11. Uh, so there's that, too. So, you know, that puts things into perspective. And, and, and you know, we just got to be grateful for for our health and, uh, you know, for our family. Uh, who, who are doing well and haven't had to battle any of the, the virus yet, and hopefully never. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Box and Burn, we, like, like I mentioned, we got closed down March 15th. I remember that did very well because Kev was seeing on like the 13th of March, we're going to get closed down. I was like, nah, Kev, we're not going to get closed down. I was thinking, he's like, been reading all this, all this stuff, send us articles. He's like, not a chance will they shut businesses down. Not a chance will they close the economy down. Yeah, and Mystic, marvelous Kev, he was right, got it right to close the gyms down. March 15th, um, it was a Sunday, and then March 16th was the first day we were closed. Yeah, it was, it was like, well, now what? We, we had all these trainers out of work. Uh, we were 
out of work, kind of. Then the then private training slowed down because of all everyone worried about catching this coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And over, over time, like the, when it come to like April time, it was then when people were kind of petrified of it because it was getting serious. Everything had been closed down for two weeks. The economy had been closed down for two weeks. This is a serious thing. We've seen all of the how fast it uh, blew up in New York. That that got really really uh, full of COVID. Yeah, it, it continued on and we were like, well, what we've got to do, we've got a plan on reopening the gyms. So we spent, what was it, like six weeks, brought staff in. We got a bit of help off the government with some funding, which was, which was great, which helped us out so much. Uh, probably couldn't have survived. I don't know what we would have done with, without, without that uh, stimulus money. Stimulus, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we would have done without that. Without that. Um, it helped be able to pay staff for longer to help with the reopening. And I think it was... Uh, was it June that we opened? No, it was June we closed down. It was May. It was it was mid May. I think the fifteenth of May that we that we. Uh, no, I think we opened June. We opened June and shut down again in July. Was it? I might have been. Yeah, mid, mid June. So we worked our asses off. The full team did. Who who we had left was working on making the. You can't really see now, but if you've seen Box and Burn on Instagram, you'll have seen the gyms got the big uh, twelve foot areas where you train, we spent this ton on all of that. Um, the, the cleaning supplies, we did everything we could to open. Mm -hmm. Then we opened. It was going not as good as we thought. We opened the Brentwood location first. We were expecting it to be packed, right? We were like, well, how many classes should we put on? And we had big meetings and discussions about, well, we should put this time class on, the class is going to be like this. Well, we had meetings about just the time of classes. Never mind the structure of the classes, never mind the, the, the protocols of when someone comes in and, and the, they get the temperature checked. I remember those, he was telling me, we've got to check, take, uh, check people's temperature. And I was like, we can't check people's temperatures in a, coming into a gym. That's just going to... And I was being deadly serious. I was like, that's just ridiculous. Because brand new to me. But then everywhere, everywhere was checking temperatures. Uh, yeah, we put so much time into the opening, then we opened, and then what happened when we opened? Well, you, you know, like you said, I think we put so much time into it. I think we actually did a really thorough job. Uh, and, and like you mentioned, you know, we were really expecting more people to come in. And we prepared for that, which I think was better than not preparing yeah. for it, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, so many people <laughs> were talking in individual conversations and Posts, we get DMs and people saying, oh my God, this is a joke. I can't believe they're closing gyms. You know, we should be able to come there. You know, I can't wait to come back. And we're all like, oh, this is great. This is going to be awesome. As soon as we reopen, we'll be ready to go. But of course, we'll do it responsibly. We'll, um, you know, have, you know, caps of 12 people, training zones where no one's crossing paths, no shared equipment, all of these things. And then we reopen and we're just sitting there like, where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah, we put that survey out about what class times. And I think we got 125 responses for a 6 a.m. class. People we were like, whoa, 6 a.m. is going to be booming. Planned it. We had, I think, in the first, first week, we had two 6 a.m. classes. Not one person showed up the same the next week. People weren't even showing up. So it was like, yeah, we, we, we did what we could. And like you said, it was right that we prepared for that mm -hmm. in every way we could. Uh, but then, yeah, when it, was, when it was go time, we're like, now what? You know? And then... We were opened a month. We did have people coming in, people loving it. Coming in cautious, wearing the masks, doing told to do by the CDC. CDC. CDC the CDC. Will you get me a pen? Uh, 
uh, yeah, with the, the CDC guidelines and everything we're doing. And so lots of people come in and they would keep sticking by them. And as well, like you said, we did everything right. It was, it was the safest place to be. Like it was way safer coming to Box of Burn than going to a, a liquor store and getting some, uh, getting some bottle of wine, you know, because everything was spotless. Cleanest the gym's ever been. Much cleaner than my house. I've got loads of kids. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely spotless. Uh, you know, it's, you have to be responsible as someone if you spend time around someone with the, who's immuno, immunocompromised or of age or whatever. And, you know, it's funny. It's not really funny, but, you know, most people that know my situation know, my, know about my mom and my dad and, and her battle, you know, going through Alzheimer's and stuff. And I was like, man, because I would go home often. And I'm like, how am I going to get home? How am I going to do this? I can't not just go home for, in the back of my head, I knew this was going to last a long time. I'm like, how am I going to make this work? So uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to just drive across the country because flying just seemed like out of question at that point. Uh, so yeah, I made the decision to drive across and spend some time there. But I knew, you know, leading up to that, I needed to be very responsible because, you know, if I'm going to, I didn't stay with them. I stayed at a friend's place. Uh, and as I was driving, you know, I did stop at a hotel every, every now and then. I remember I'd go in with gloves, I'd wipe all the handles, I'd wipe the sinks down and shit. But I just, I, had, I was, had to be overly cautious because I didn't want to risk, you know, when I was maybe in the same vicinity of them to, to get yeah. sick. Because I knew for either one of them, it would be really bad news. So, you know, for the people that aren't ready to come back yet, it's probably because they are spending time around people that are immunocompromised and, and are, are a little bit older. And that's responsible and understandable. But also, to pivot a little bit, if you want, you know, just the the number of options now that are available for fitness at home uh, is, is just crazy now. Yeah. So are brick and mortar, gym, brick and mortar gyms ever going to return to what they were? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. But let's talk about, let's continue on the timeline. And then we get into that, the timeline of, mm -hmm. so we opened back in June, what did you say? 12th around, it was around June 12th. Yeah, right? Second week of June, I think. So yeah, that, that, that first month uh, we were open for a month. When we look at the financial statement, it cost us a lot to open that month. It did. It really did. Because we, we did everything right. We hired, we were, we were having more, more staff there to help with the, the cleaning and, and having cleaning teams come and do the, the, the gym and, and all of that. I would say we, well, we did. We took a big hit on the month that we opened and I wouldn't change a thing about it, you know, because we, we come in, we come into this to help people at the end of the day. We, we did. And we come in this, because we love the community, to build the community. And, and that's what we did. We give service to our community and the people who did come, they were loving it and they, they loved what we did. They loved how many precautions we took and the safety measures that we took. Mm -hmm. And uh, we helped hundreds of people in, in, that, in that time. Yeah, I, people were very appreciative and, and just glad to be back and be around people and be in that community again. And that's, you know, we always talk about our community. So even if it was, at a fraction of what it typically was just because there weren't many people there. It was still great to have, but beyond that and before that, you know, just the, the live classes we were doing, like I've had so many people talk to us and tell me like these classes were so oh, yeah. beneficial and so helpful and so uh, important for me to kind of get through this whole like quarantine, stay at home thing. And, and uh, you know, that's at the end of the day, when you, when you hear things like that, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. No matter how much it costs or how, how much time it takes to do it, you know, that's, that's that's what we do. Yeah, that's one thing I thought to mention. On, on March 15th, when the gyms did get closed down, mm -hmm. March 16th, we, we did YouTube live classes for free. 
And uh, yeah, like, like I said, we, we come in this to help people. So we, we did U YouTube live classes. And I can't remember the number, but it was something like 250, 200 or 350 live classes we did in that period of time while we were closed, all free. We got donations, lots of donations, which was great, which helped pay the trainers uh, for, for that and help Box and Burn so much as well. So if you were one of them people, thank you so much for that. Like, quite, yeah, I can't thank you enough for that. And like Kev Ke said, we were getting their messages off, off, off people saying, from Italy, you're really helping us through this time. And um, I always remember Italy because I remember how hard Italy, Italy took with this uh, situation. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really, really good. Uh, it was really rewarding to, to get here this. So then when we started opening the gyms again, it took our retention away from them live classes. So we, we stopped them live classes and we, because we thought the gym was gonna be booming again. After a month, we got closed down again. But even in that period of time while we were open, we had a few changes. It was first, everyone's got, and then you didn't have to wear a mask, right? Yep. But, the C, but, the, but the World Health Organization put a statement out saying it's unhealthy, it's unsafe to train with a mask on. So then they told us to take the masks off, but then a week later, put the masks on. But this time, we had rubber gloves as well. This was in the one month while we were open, all of this happened. And, it might sound like little things if you listen to this now, but when you're in it, when you're in our position, it's like a really big deal. We've got to notify everyone. We've got to make sure we've got gloves. We've got we've got masks. We've got we've got to make sure uh, everything's right and we're sticking to the garden. Do by the way, because the, the supply of these things was. I mean, even hospitals were obviously struggling to get PPP uh, or the yeah, the PPPE, let alone a gym trying to get gloves and masks and all these things. And it's funny, I mean, you're mentioning these things now, it's things I have forgotten about. Like, there's been so many little things that have, throughout the last several months that have happened that seem so significant, but now like, I can't even, I couldn't even list them all. Yeah, and then every, every time something like this happens, we, like I said, we've got to notify everyone. So we've got to write an email, and writing an email is not just, now we've got to wear masks, we've got to write it check it with each other, check it with our, the rest of the staff, check the grammar, put it, uh, that, just writing an email takes a good few hours. So, uh, and lots of brain power as well. So yeah, I mean, loads of stuff's happened and then we got closed down and then, then it was like, all right, the, there's been a spike. Gyms are closed down again, June, uh, July 13th, I think it was. And there was just no signs of us reopening. And, and another thing we, we can talk about as well is like the trainers, so with, Box and Burn, we had like 23 trainers, I think, before this happened. 26, I think. Was it 26? Yeah. And then this happened, trainers were on unemployment. Everyone knows about the unemployment uh, situation where everyone gets an extra $600. So people, most people were getting $1,050, I think it was, unemployment. And I was getting that as well, because the gym's closed down, zero income coming in. So obviously we can't take money if we've got no money to take. Uh, then, uh, yeah, so the trainers went on unemployment and then when it's time to come back to work, there is um, a little bit of uh, resistance, if you like. So we didn't have much work for trainers to start with, but the work that we did have wasn't that much where a trainer would be earning as much as they were earning on unemployment. So that there was difficult as well. I feel, I feel like Kev's thinking we shouldn't be talking about this right now. <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, look, everyone knows what was happening, and, and I, you know, I just don't want to throw anyone 
in, in bad light. This is not your intention at all, and that's not what we're why we want to discuss. It's just it was a very difficult thing that businesses, gyms, and, and you know, all every business there is is dealing with this stuff, and it's the reality of it. It's it's difficult because yeah. as a from a government standpoint, what is the right policy? Do you do you just say all right, go back to work? You know, no matter what, even if you you are a caretaker for someone that's older, or someone that is immunocompromised, right? Yeah. What are you gonna like? So, do you just cut hard line, cut those people off, and say, look, figure it out? You know, every man for himself, survival yeah. status, big, figure it out. Or do you take care of the people and, and make sure that they don't feel like they have to rush to get back to work to 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 pay their rent and to eat and to make you know enough money to to uh, support their families? So, it is a very very complicated situation, and it's just. You know, from a business standpoint, I always was of the mind, I know I think you are the same, is that, well, you can't blame people for it because, you know, everyone has their own situation and, and, and yeah. reasons for, for it. And, and, you know, whether it's because, well, look, this is free money or just because, you know, they are concerned about coming back or they have clients that are maybe a little bit older and they don't want, you know, they're getting partial unemployment or whatever and they don't want to come in and, be um, exposed to the risk of getting it and then taking it back to other people. I mean, there's, it's such a broad and, and um, complicated issue that, that it's, you know, it's, it's just adds to the layers of, of things as a business. Yeah. You know, to, to well, do. I'm going to be honest then, if I was in a lot of those situations as well, do I want to come and work for 30 hours a week or do I want to spend time with my family and get the same amount of money as I would, I would get, you know, or, or, or whatever, the, whatever, I don't know, the, the money rate or whatever it might be, how many hours it is. But, you know, this is, <laughs> this is, and I've heard people say this, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get this free money, if you like. I'm going to work on my dream project. Uh, and I've, I've heard someone who we know say this. I'm working on my dream project, project right now because I don't have to work. I want to spend time on my passion. So I'm going to do that. And I'm like, go for it. 100%, I back you all the way. And I would, I would do the same if I was in that situation. Yeah, I think that's been our messaging all along for our, for our staff and, and for our trainers and is trying to, it's such a, to back up, it's so hard, you know, because of the situation we're in, we've never dealt with anything like this before. Uh, we're scared, there's anxiety, there's uh, concern about our future and professionally. And, and so that in itself has a, a kind of a ability to, to cripple you and to, to paralyze you, to not, you know, because there's so many emotions happening. How do I get up every day? And, and even though I got I to gotta be at home, so how do I stay productive at home? And how do I keep working towards, you know, whatever my goals are prior to this? Because at some point, you know, you'll be able to go back out into the world and, and pursue yeah. those things. So our messaging has really been to, you know, these things you can control. Be kind to yourself because, yeah, every, no one's going to be perfect. Everyone wakes up some days right now and feels like, Holy shit! When is this going to end? Uh, and and you know, there's going to be long-lasting uh, repercussions for all of these things. But at the end of the day, you know, there are some obviously take some days off, but use this time to really pursue you know those goals and those passions and those that you had prior to COVID. Because when, once this has passed, you know, are you going to pick up where you left off, or are you going to take in some steps forward to yeah. to hit the ground running when things are you know back to the new normal. Right, yeah. A um, couple of things on this. So I, I just want to, I, you made me think there about what is before we opened the first time, but where are you going to be when things do get back to normal? We thought we were getting back to normal the first time. And we, we knew gyms who was like, this is bullshit. We, the, the gyms are closed. We can't wait to open. We got the opening date. We will, I think, 
I'm confident saying we were the only gym ready to open in West Los Angeles, yeah. where there's a there's a hundred gyms. Yeah. Everyone was talking the game when we opened. We were the only ones ready. I was shocked about that. I mean, I'm sure there were some gyms that that were open or reopened that we just weren't aware of. But yeah, I was I was very surprised that there weren't more that were ready to go. It's like, what have you been doing this whole time? Yeah. Maybe they've been doing stuff. You know, a lot of people have been building their online things, other studios and other, you know, fitness people have been doing that. So it's not to say they haven't done anything, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, the day that we shut down was the day I started thinking about what's it gonna look like? And I know you too, what's it gonna look like when we reopen? And yeah. what's that gonna take? Uh, you know, reading on, on what, what the expectations are gonna be, what the health organizations are, uh, suggesting or recommending what are other studios in other states doing that have reopened already and all of these you know daily reading about these things so that we were prepared when we came uh, to the time to reopen but yeah, yeah. Was, there were not many and, may, and maybe they had their own reasons maybe because they couldn't get staff yeah they weren't you know able to get people to come in and help them get ready maybe they didn't feel like it was responsible uh, a multitude of reasons why yeah and then uh, yeah so what back to what you what we're talking about is 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 like the trainers and anyone really is like yeah don't use this time as a as a as a vacation I mean spend more time with your family than you might have done previously but when you've got all this time what 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 drives me crazy is when people say that the board how how can you be bored during this time it's like I mean. I mean, you're the same as me. We've got we're creative. We've got entrepreneur minds, and, and we're always thinking about other things. So it's like impossible to be bored. You know, use this time to really uh, progress in in life, especially if you're getting that bit side, side money as well. Where I've got a feeling a lot of people are not doing that. They are getting that grand a week and they're, and they're enjoying life for the last six months. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well. Then we'll find out. We'll find out after when this all settles down, if it does settle down, who's been working? Yeah, well, I was thinking about this yesterday too. Like, I always kind of go through this phase a little bit when I come back from being home. I was just home this past weekend. And it's, uh, you know, there's nothing better than being home, especially at the lake with the family. But it's just, you come back and you, you I feel wiped. And I'm like, not, I don't hate that feeling because I'm glad I was able to be there and to help and, and do all these things for them. I wouldn't change that for the world, but. And, and these times when I do travel back from being home and, and just other times, there are days I wake up and just, I'm not motivated. I'm like, what, yeah. you know, it does not every day, but like there are a lot of days where I'm just, I'm so distracted by so many different things. And there's so many things going on in the world right now. And it'd be so hard to get motivated. And, and uh, it's, you know, if you're able to wake up with that, that push, you know, more days than not, then, you know, yeah, well. the most unmotivating time for me was when we got closed down. Mm. The second time, that that really that that hit hard, and that like was like, fuck this, like I'm done. Like I, I really felt like really really crap, and I was like, now we've got to go back to the live classes and organising that, which is so much work. We got to email all the clients and tell them, and it was just so unmotivating, uh, un unmotivating for me, and. Uh, yeah, that's honest. To, to be honest, I mean, you probably know I, I haven't got that full motivation and drive back, even yeah. though we've got the outdoor classes now. We'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, it's still not where it was. I remember yeah. before we reopened, I was really excited about about the reopening yeah. and couldn't wait. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it does it. It kicks you in the teeth. Well, when the, 
the whole thing about this whole year has been so much uncertainty and so much unknown. And it's very hard to make decisions. And like I said a minute ago, it can be very paralyzing. When there is so much uncertainty. And, and you feel like so much of this is out of your control. And that, that, the effect of that is to kind of, you know, maybe sit and not necessarily feel sorry for yourself, but like wonder like, well, why am I doing it? Why am I there? I don't know what's going to happen in a month from now. Why should I work? Why should I do this and that? Yeah. Or whatever. You know, it doesn't, doesn't make any difference where it, it does, but it's, it's, again, if you can wake up more days than not with motivation and, and a drive to, to improve and to work towards things that you, you want, then you're, you're doing really, really yeah. well. It's just, yeah. Difficult. So yeah, we went we went from the the all of the what did you say twenty six trainers and I think right now we've got around ten trainers working. Is that about right? I've just done the numbers in my head and I would think of ten, probably missing a few. Uh, Michael White never really worked, so I'm not counting him as one of the twenty six. On the injury reserve, <laughs> he's on the bench. Uh, yeah, so I think I think we've got around ten trainers now. We had a number of girls working on the desk or, and guys working on the desk uh probably another 15 staff i think we have 46 staff altogether, right mm -hmm. and now we've we've got uh, like let's see there's, there's 10 trainers um and then we've got like emma and simone uh, simone's working on the on-demand stuff emma's working on all of the back end the admin stuff uh yeah so it's it's been a, a big um a big shock to the system for for, for the business you know it's we we haven't <laughs> I didn't really talk about the finances, but we haven't really got that much coming in. Uh, but we've still got some of that money left off the government, which is really helping uh, right now. But as well, rent is a fortune, and we, uh, we, I don't know how much we can talk about with that, but we haven't really paid the rent on the Brentwood gym since March. We couldn't afford to pay the rent on Brentwood gym since March. I've said it, honest. Uh, and so that's building up right right now. Uh, that rent, which is not cheap. If you know Los Angeles, you know Brentwood, you look at the, the, the commercial properties there, how much the rent is, and it's 8,000 square foot. Do the mass. Yeah, we, we, that's a big, uh, that's, that's the thing right there, Kev, that is really uh, bothering me out of all of this, out of the full thing right now, is that is building up and up and up and up, and it could be a debt that stops with us for the rest of our lives. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the thing that that's the thing that gets me the most. Santa Monica, a real quick, see honest, the landlords here, NMS has been amazing, helped us so much, really, really helped us so much. Uh, if it, and if it, we 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 were on the fence about what we were going to do with the, with the gyms, they really helped helped steer us in the right direction, and didn't they? They helped us yeah, a lot. Yeah, overstated. <laughs> I mean that's yeah, they hadn't helped us. Help be sitting here right yeah now. this gym will be this gym will be Full will be gone yeah we want to be here and this is like our baby you know it's our first well you've got actual real babies <laughs> i've got a dog but uh this is our first and to i remember in those discussions i would go home and think about it and just like fuck like what are we gonna do uh you know i don't want to give this shit up can't it's not even a matter of just giving up and, and, and or just letting go it's just like you know if we had to make that choice everything yeah. good to, to, to make this happen and to make it work and, and we continue to do so which is why we're still here uh, yeah we explored every possible option there was before we did you know let go and luckily one of them worked and, and i know for so many other businesses out there they haven't been that fortunate or been that lucky and and so yeah we owe we owe a lot to uh 
NMS. NMS, but yeah, we, we, we decided the ob the, we had two options, either help us with the rent or we've got to close this down. And that wasn't a, a decision that we just thought, well, we need to do this. That, that, that hurt. That, that, that's an emotional decision, a really emotional decision for both of us. Like Kev said, we, this, is our, this is our baby. We, 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 put, we put everything into this, into this building right here. Um, but the, the decision was, yeah, we, we've got to close. Yeah. But, yeah. And no, I don't care what business you are, what, what business you're in, to go one or two months with like, you know, making X dollars to five to 10% maybe what you're used to, no business can survive that, you know, obviously with stimulus and that stuff from the government and some landlord help, that all helps. But like ultimately, if you're a business and you've just had to sit there and, and eat three, four, five, was coming up on six months, six of, months. of all these expenses that you're incurring without the revenue streams that you're used to, no one can survive that, you know? A lot of landlords are saying, oh, well, you know, you can just pay back what you owe us over the, the remainder of the lease. It's like, that effectively Doesn't doubles have. our rent each month. And you're saying, okay, well, we reopen, but we're only gonna be able to reopen at what, 50% capacity or, or less. And that's if we can get 50% capacity there. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's something that is terrifying and, and keeps people awake at night. It's kept us awake at night, but you know, We'll find a way. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We always do. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it, it has been. It was. It was. It was. It's terrible to think like that. One phone call we had with NMS was either going to knock knock us down or, or or keep us going. And you know, like you said, we're still here. Um, then, so yeah, when we reclosed down, the motivation got drained, really drained out of me, and then. You were way more motivated than me to, to keep going. Uh, you, you really, you really helped pull, pull me along uh, with, with this. And like, you kind of done it all, all the way. I've not really told. You. I, I think I've texted you a little bit about it. But like, you know, with, with you reading all about this, keeping knowledge, you you give me confidence that you know what the fuck you're doing, even though you you you, you might not. But no, you really you really do. Yeah, uh, because you you got the the loan off the government that that was all you you know and then all the other stuff that you've done it's it's been like help stream me along i'm like holding the kev's tail and he's pulling us along and uh <laughs> no i'm telling you and then and then even when we got closed down and then it was like <sighs> kev was like right o online on demand let's get going i'm like that was you you said that i me oh on demand I'm yeah on, youtube live yeah on, on demand and i was like this is Ugh. and it's just like and Kev's there working his ass off, coming in every morning, doing this. And I'm like, fuck me, I've got to try and keep up with him. And uh, yeah, and then, now we've launched the on-demand. But even, no, you, no, we launched the on-demand before with the outdoor classes, didn't we? Oh, no, we didn't, it was the other way around. But then Kev came up with a, a, a good idea. If you got the email about this, I call him the marvellous Kevin Watson. He came up with a marvellous idea of, uh, of turning the side car park into the, uh, fencing it off. He used to be a fencer, which helped a lot. Uh, fencing it off and uh, turn it into an outdoor gym. And I was like, no, oh, I don't know, how, how can we fence this off? It's like, um, have you ever seen Slumber Dog Millionaire? Yeah. Where he, all of his past experience helps him in later life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Kev used to work fixing fences up, helped us because he had a vision. And now we spoke to N NMS, we've got a good relationship with them. Again, NMS, I never even thought about that when we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Again, 
NMS has pulled out the bag and they've let us fence this car park off mm -hmm. and turn it into like an outdoor gym. So thanks again, NMS. It's been, been amazing what they've done. Then, yeah, we've got the outdoor classes going and they're going really well, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, they've been really well received. And, you know, again, it's, we're getting that community back slowly but surely. And, you know, hopefully, I think soon we'll be adding more evening classes and, and that is promising. It's, you know, you can look at it as like, oh, well, we're only doing classes of 12 or 14 and we're only doing two a day. Whereas we were doing, what, seven, eight, nine classes a day of, of 16 or more, up to 30 people a day. It's like, yeah. but you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, for, to, to see the amount of enthusiasm and, and excitement people have to come back and to do these classes and be outside. And again, we're lucky in LA because not not all the all the country is going to have that. You're either too far south, it's too hot, or if you go north and the you know when the winter comes, you're not going to do that stuff outside. So we've been really fortunate in LA, I think, to yeah to have this. Yeah, yeah, big time. And then as well, what we mentioned about the on-demand stuff. So that's the kind of thing what just about all gyms are doing, and it's the the word that's getting used a lot now is pivot. Pivoting, which means like changing the direction of to keep your business afloat, and that's what we've kind of, well, we haven't we we we've done it, but we haven't. It's not keeping us afloat by any means. It's kind of the other way right now. But hopefully, we'll keep plugging away at that, and and that'll that'll become help box and burn financially. But uh, as of right now, it's not. But we'll get there. But then, yeah, with the on-demand stuff, we've just launched that um, where it's training whenever you want doing the box and bell workouts with your favorite trainers, uh, all sorts of different workouts in there, hundreds of videos and live classes as well we've, we've put on there from the YouTube. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what we've done. We've pivoted and we've went down that route as well, like just about all gyms. Yeah, I think you've got to. I mean, the whole industry is, you know, we, we spoke briefly about it earlier, but like what's, what are brick and mortar gyms future? Like, yeah. Are we going to be able to, or not just us, but you know, what is that post-COVID world? Like so many companies like, you know, Peloton and the Mirror and, and uh, even Nike and I think Apple's coming out soon with an app and all this stuff that they're all such high quality that do you really need to spend that money on uh, a monthly membership or whatever? Now, I don't think you can really replace the community that you get in a place like this but so many companies are getting creative with how to do that, you know, specifically Peloton, where, you know, you're, you're riding your bike with other people. They're not next to you, but they're there yeah. with a real coach and doing live classes uh, where you can Zoom class, whatever. It's, you know, so it's there. It's be interesting to see if it gets. Have you ever done a, the way there. like done an actual uh, on-demand workout, like a live one or like one in your house where you've went along with it? Not. Me neither, but I, I was going to try one the other day. Uh, I think I'm, I want to try one, a little 15 minute one, uh, one of one of ours, if if I can get access. But no, uh, I, I'm going to try one. But yeah, what's the future of the industry like? And you sent me that blog the other day. Um, what said like oh, I can't remember the percentage. Was it 25% of fitness businesses will be closed down by the end of this year? They yeah, they're projecting 25% of. of like brick and mortar gyms won't, won't, won't last to the end of the year. And then it's only gonna to continue to rise there because you've, you've got so many companies, as I mentioned, that are doing these virtual training things or, you know, that article also mentioned, okay, well, a Peloton bike 
costs like was it somewhere between four and six hundred dollars, and that seems like a huge upfront. I thought it was cost. like two grand. Anyone know? Two grand. Two yeah, grand. Yeah, Just kidding. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think maybe what I was reading is that they're coming out with a new model that's going to be something. Like, right. But like over a long term, that ends up maybe saving you money. Right. You know, but. I could never just sit and ride a bike all the time, but you know, it's there's so many different uh, companies coming out with new creative ways to to make an at-home gym experience much yeah. better. And then when we when we were coming up with it on demand, it was like how how do we how do we compete with someone like Peloton or like um, what's the other big big one out there that that's done it? I mean, Nike's huge. The Nike yeah, Nike, uh, where they they charge like fifteen dollars a month or something. Les Mills. Um, Les Mills, yeah. Where they charge really little, and then their production is through the roof. And like, we've got us in Box and Burn recording for iPhone, uh, and we need to charge more to be able to pay for the just for the platform. Um, how do we, how do we compete with that? And I guess the answer is we don't compete with that. We we do what we do, and we do what we're good at, and you know, and hopefully we've. Well, we have we've, we've built a great community over the years, not just in LA but around the world with traveling with the academies and and uh, just online presence and all that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah hope, hope, hopefully, well, that will help us as well. And we 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 just do what we do what we do rather than trying to compete with Peloton. Yeah, I think look, we're never going to compete with Peloton in terms of their technology and their production and all of these things. But that that's. You come here, I mean, this is a cool-ass gym, but it's not an Equinox by any means. Yet we charge as much as Equinox does per month. Uh, but it's, it's the people come here and pay that, that premium because it's of the experience and the community and the, the quality of the training and because, you know, we are the boxing fitness experts. And so now we're just trying to transition that pivot that onto like a, a virtual platform. Yeah. And as well, uh, in, in that... Article like you said, like you sent talking about the, the gyms. The I think it was Hong Kong where eighty percent, eighty percent of their gyms is closing down by the end of the year. Eighty percent. That's that's so that's so ridiculous. It's huge. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad we're not in Hong Kong right now. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so the, the what is the future of Box and Burn? What is the future of this company? This is the question that is keeping me awake at night. Um, and my answer is, I don't know. I don't know. And if you've come on here to see what the future is and, and that's the answer, I don't know. You know, that isn't, that isn't my answer. You know? No, I, I mean, people ask me and I almost try to avoid the top. I mean, you and I talk about it a lot, obviously. Uh, but with other people, I have friends and, and family and stuff. People that ask me, I'm almost like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> Let's have it now. No, but no, it's, it's, I, what do they say? You know, it's like you pick a target, you pick a goal, you pick something, you go for that as much as you can. And if it ends up being off, then you make adjustments and figure out along the way. It's right. like, you know, we have ideas, we have plans. And, you know, we were even working on a lot of stuff pre-COVID uh, in terms of, you know, working on a, a business model that's maybe more franchisable uh, and license, uh, licensing, um, these kinds of things that, you know, would allow us to scale because this business model we have now with, or did have with these gyms is, is second to none, but it's also not realistic to scale. So it's like, all right, so let's maybe scale some things down in terms of how we operate, what, what needs, how, you know, we always say dummy proof, can we make things and 
working on these videos and all these things. Now all of a sudden that's all just been pulled out from under. Yeah. And it's like, as much as we want to believe brick and mortar gyms will come back and, and you know, whether it's talking about the franchising, the licensing stuff, it's like our licensing, our gym's going to have money to, to license, you know, our product or franchising and, and, and opening new gyms. Is this really the time to get into that market? Yeah, you know, because, you know, if, if fitness, brick and mortar fitness starts to trend downwards, it's like, what do you do? You know? Right. Not yeah. to say you can't, we couldn't do it and be successful with it, but it's just, it's again, that, that unknown uh, is paralyzing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm the most insecure I've ever been right now uh, uh, when it comes to, I guess, in, since, since I retired from boxing, because then I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. Uh, but like now I'm like, now, now what? I'm insecure, but I'm still, my mind's working all the time and we talk all the time and we trying to think in new ways and think in new ideas uh, to, 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 keep, to keep Box and Burn alive and keep the name out there and, and to continue to help thousands of people from around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what does the future look like? Uh, honestly, it's, it's tough. And like, like I've just mentioned before about that, the thing that is keeping us awake is that rent on our Brentwood gym. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. And we've just got to keep kind of doing what we're doing and keep thinking and trying to be more creative and, and you know, and we work hard, uh, we, we're good people. Uh, we, we, we create opportunities. I'm confident that, that we'll, that we'll, that we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's, I think, again, it's just a matter of day in and day out, you wake up, you know, put your shoes on, you go to work, do what you can do. You work hard and, and you, you do what you know is right. And then eventually something falls in front of us. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. We're waiting for something to fall in front of us. I think, I think it will. It will. It's like we're kind of not fall in front of us, but it'll, we'll create something. We yeah, will. We'll create an opportunity and then we'll take it. I think it's, it's similar to the message that we give to our staff in the sense that like, look, don't wait, don't wait for the most, the perfect time to, to turn it on, to switch it on and think that all of a sudden the, 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 the discipline and the work habits and the, you know, the skills that you need in order to, to, you know, be super successful at your dream job, you're just going to flip it on. It's like, it's got to be something that you start and you do and everything that you do, uh, you know, like when, like we always say the way, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things in that sense. And, even though there is a lot of uncertainty right now, I do. What is certain for me is that if you just keep pushing forward, and I think working on what you know you can work on, do the best you can on what's in front of you right now. Eventually, that opportunity comes, and opportunities will come. And I think that's best message for for anyone if you're kind of struggling with those thoughts. You know, just just go to work. Yeah. <laughs> just go to work and and, and keep pressing forward. Everyone keeps talking about, uh, you know, oh, it's just 2020, it's just 2020. Don't expect January 2021 to be something totally different. It's not going to be, you know, don't wait till January to start, you know, working and doing these things. You got to, you know, start now if you haven't already. Yeah. Guys, thank you for listening. And thank you for your support as well. Like, it means so much to us. Like, even when, from March, from everyone who donated, if it was, if it was $5, if it was more, $500, we remember all that 
and we, we, we remember all that and that's something that will stay with both of us for, forever, you know. When we're through hard when we're going through hard times and people's been sticking by us, I mean, yeah, that that's amazing for the donations and everything else and then the, the moral support as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we know we've got a family at Box and Burn and that's something that we've been huge on from the beginning, the community. Yeah. And during this time we've seen the community more than ever. It's it's been amazing. Yep, yeah. I mean yeah, the the, the great amount of gratefulness we have for the people that have, have helped us through this, whether it just be nice, kind, supporting words, donations, uh, you know, just checking in on us, all of these things. Like, that's honestly what gives us and gives me, yeah. I know I think in you as well, yeah. the, the motivation, the power to actually get up and, and to keep going to work day in and day out and keep coming here and try to keep this, this dream alive, you know, so uh, can't uh, thank you guys enough. It means everything in the world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's see where we are. Christmas. And then let's do another one around Christmas time. Christmas will be in another time. What is it? September 11th. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do another one of these. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Bye.